to get him onside in a week. Well, let's put it simply, the Dragons are getting everyone offside. Uh, Shawnee Omrod, <laughs> good afternoon. Oh, Vaughnie, I'm sure we're going to cover it in a little bit, but what the hell were they doing? What we'll do for our listeners and for our viewers uh, via KO, we will promise you that we will not get bogged down on it, but we do mm. need to address it. Uh, Dan, for a man who went to Cogramaris, right there in Dragons' heartbeat territory, how are you, mate? Why won't we get bogged down? I've got, there's lots to be said here, <laughs> gentlemen. Hello. Well, Dan, Hello. let's oh, unload. Funny how, funny how stories, funny how stories leak mm. uh, at the convenience of the dragons. All of a sudden, now we found out, find out about a sexting scandal. Well, they hit that. They're happy to hide that under the carpet for two years. While yeah. I thought Paul Vaughan was good value, um, but then as soon as they needed to get on top of the PR game, they now throw him under the bus. Now I, I don't feel sorry for Paul Vaughan. He, it, this is all self-inflicted, and if I had done the things that Paul Vaughan had done then I would know that I have thrown myself at the mercy of the club and that I only have myself to blame. So there's no sympathy for Paul Vaughan. He's been caught lying. He's been caught breaking rules. I thought he was uh, dealt with last year um, not harshly enough after, remember, he just he went to a cafe. He was going to cafes and putting in <laughs> yeah. fake names. I mean, he's a first grade. I mean, that's a, a special type of stupid to think you can be a first grade footballer and have breakfast in a cafe and not and not get noticed. Um, as for this case, if Paul Vaughan wasn't being overpaid for what he was producing, would he be sacked? That's my. That's a simple mm. question. It's a simple question. There's 12 other players there. This is a club that signed a player who was uh, facing a rape charge. They re-signed him during that trial. So that's an incredible show of faith. But yet here, they sack a player because they're our moral arbiters all of a sudden. Um, it's very simple. St. George Luara were given a, a pathway by Paul Vaughan to sack a player who was on way too much money for yep. what he was producing. And they accepted that path. Simple as that. It's Paul Vaughan's fault. But please don't let's make, let's not make the Dragons out to be heroes here, uh, because all the this is just the business of rugby league at its filthy best. There is I, I forget who actually said it on Twitter, but they put it perfectly. So I'm not stealing a tweet. I'll, I'll try and dig it up and give you a shout out. But they said when a, when a player is sacked for any sort of discretion, there is a direct correlation between contract value oh, and, yeah. and current form. Hundred percent. And if those two aren't any or even if they're close to not marrying up, yep, line through it. But hey, so Vaughny's um, bore the biggest brunt of this punishment. Is that because it was at his house, and, and it, because of the did he lead the line? prior misdemeanors and, and that, and partially for the fact that what you say mm. that the fact that it's yeah. eight hundred thousand dollars, it's not working. In fact, it's going to segue into my Bambi. Can I do this, Dan? Now, your show today, yes. baby. I know. Okay, here we go. So this is where I'm landing at. If you're wondering why your team has been struggling for many years, and there's a number of teams who do that, it's probably easy to solve like this. On the left-hand side of the paper, write down who you think are the most influential Pied Pipers. So in other words, if there was a gathering such as the Dragons, the fact that Paul Vaughan has got 13 players there, he's on the left-hand side of the paper. He is an influential player in that club. Now, when the Tigers started in 2000, I was part of that squad, so I could speak to that squad. The five most influential players at that time, on the left-hand side of the paper, were not necessarily the best benchmark setters. So if you went to the Melbourne Storm and their success, the five most influential players, or let's even call it three, they were probably also the three 
benchmark setters and best trainers and most competitive and those sorts of things. So if you're wondering about how the success of your club is going, write down on the left-hand side who you think in any kind of gathering, who's the popular, most influential players. Paul Vaughan clearly is one of those. Now, that is where your problem is. So if you're a club who the five players on the left, the most influential players, do not correlate or match with the five players on the right then your club is probably a struggling team. I can speak for my Tigers. Now, I've done some research around this. Clearly, Paul Vaughan for the Dragons is on that left-hand side of the paper. The West Tigers, in 2005, when the West Tigers won the competition, on the left-hand side of the paper, for people who are influential players, Bengalier, Scott Prince, Mark O'Neill, Dean Hallitau, Benji Marshall, uh, etc. Guess what? Those five players were also on the right-hand side of the page. The most influential players, because all boats rise with the tide, wherever the tide is set by the influential players, where the whole squad ultimately finds its level, they are also on the right-hand side of the page. These days, the West Tigers... Now, I've done some research here, Dan, and I've asked around Mm -hmm. to players, to people involved with the squad... Who are the most... Well, I, haven't, I don't have to ask the question of the most influential. We know who they are. It's going to be Tamo. It's going to be Brooks. It's going to be Nofaluma, right? But on the right-hand side of the page, who are the players who are setting the benchmark? It's not those players who I'm being told. The players I'm being told, Twal, Seafarth, the young fellow, Jock Madden. Mm-hmm. People have hardly heard of Jock Madden. He's one of those. And Adam Dewey. So it's those players. So ask yourself, your club, if it's a struggling team, who are the influences, rightly or wrongly, and who are the players who set the benchmark, and that will probably marry up as to where your team is on the ladder. You look at Parramatta, you know that Gutherson's in both columns. You look at some of the other teams, you know they're in both. You know that Brian Toto is probably in both columns. You know that Luai is probably in both columns. So this is, this is Sugar's formula for club culture. Is if you haven't, is. if the left-hand side is not finding itself in the right-hand side... Trouble. The boats all rise with the tide and find their level. And I saw that firsthand in the Tigers in 2000, where our top five influences were far from being the top in the right-hand column, and we turned out to be a basket case. That is it. That is as simple as it has to get for Rugby League, and that is my bambi. Yeah, before um, before the show started, Dan asked me if Joel was in a good mood, and I said yes, but he turned very, very bristly. No, in a good mood. <laughs> he got a very... So yeah, West Tigers, and I'm only using West Tigers, right? Other teams would apply to that as well. Clearly, that's what we need to find: left and right people on the sheet. Maybe that's a Fanukan. I don't know. What do you think, Dan? Oh, I, I can't believe the Tigers haven't put everything, every resource into getting Dale Fanukan. He's the perfect player for them, you know. Um, but they're, they're in for Tavita Pangai. They'll be in for Vaughan. Though, though, I guarantee you, the Sunday paper will report that the Bulldogs are after Paul Vaughan. Oh, the doggies the for sure are after, after Paul Vaughan. No, no, uh, Dan, see... Tavita Pangai Jr. will not be going on the Tigers. He he can't be going on the Tigers because I keep saying we can't keep signing fixer He's going to the Bulldogs as well. Go to the Bulldogs. I don't care. But you're not going to the Tigers. We can't keep signing fixer-upperers. We need to fill that left-hand column for the blokes who are going to be the most influential players mm-hmm. in the peer group. And they're also going to be the benchmark setters, which clearly a Dale Finucane would be. Anyway. Can I, can I just is Dale Finucane an, an influencer, you reckon? Sorry? Is he? Yes. Do you think so? I don't know. Well, well if, he, if Dale Finucane said we're having a barbecue at mine, boys, every single player yeah. would be there. Mm. He, he is. He is an influential player. If Paul Vaughan organised a barbecue uh, and Dale Finucane said, boys, nah, we're not going there. And that's the problem with the Dragons. Who were the people that said, like, yeah. if you went to that club and who was at the barbecue, it actually skews to the older half of the team. Yeah. 
So clearly the left-hand side and the right-hand side don't correlate. Is it a case of the others not being invited as well? Or have Absolutely. they turned it? This could open another, another can of worms, yeah. a complete, you know, line or a divide in the in the camp. Yeah. Well, that's what they need. I get the sense Paul Vaughan didn't put enough time into his neighbours because they're very happy to dob him in. And they also seem to be very happy to leak to the media about people <laughs> running from the uh, building and um, and people hiding under beds and uh, Paul Paul you know you've got to make uh, you've got to make good neighbours. It's a lesson I haven't heeded, but uh, I'm not holding <laughs> parties breaking COVID protocol. But um, uh, no one, I don't think anyone comes out of this uh, comes out of this world. But I guarantee you, by the Sunday paper, we'll have the big story if it hasn't come out already. Which clubs are after Vaughan? It'll be the Bulldogs, it'll be the Tigers, probably Brisbane because they, they just lost Matt Lodge, so they can use a a fixer-upper. Uh, yep. We wait and see. Uh, Dear, by the way, I'd make this a policy instantly if I was the NRL, and I'm not at all suggesting, and I'm not suggesting, in fact, uh, that the Dragons have been up to anything, but I would make, going forward, any scandal brought upon the game, immediately, the moment the NRL get hold of it, drug test them. The moment any player brings a game into disrepute, wow. go and drug test them. That's what I would be doing for every single case that comes to light. That's exactly what I'd be doing. What do you think about that? I don't reckon the players would like uh, that. You'd have a, yeah, you'd have a battle with the Players Association. But yes, there is no question you would find some positive... Uh, uh, you'd get some positive cases. Joel, I don't think the league wants to find out who is doing cocaine. Mm. Oh, honestly, I don't think I don't think they need to know. Well, their, their idea is, uh, why create more trouble for ourselves yeah. than we have to? Mm. We're in, we get into the headlines enough. If we start testing players for cocaine who are playing Friday night football and aren't back at the premises until Monday, uh, we're going to, mate, the, the 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 positives would be, I can't say endless. But they'd be creating more problems than they'd be solving. Mm. Any Bambies for you, Shawnee? Um, yeah, well, I do have a, a, a little Bambi. Now, we spoke about the intro of Try July yep. uh, last week. Yes. And it was, a, it was a great result. All in all, we've we've chipped yeah. in 65000 for the Mossimusoi um, appeal, well which done. is being run by the Men of League. So it's a great result. And that top-line number looks really good. However, there were some absolute thrashings on the weekend. Yeah. And I'm going to point the finger at... Uh, the Melbourne Storm, who won 46-0. And I, I think there might have only been one Josh Adokar that chipped yeah. in there with a little with the little fox ears or the yeah, bunny ears, yeah, whatever yeah, he did. Yep. And he might have done it twice. Now, we don't want any repeats, all right? We've got to be original. But 46-0, if you can't get at least half of your team getting on board with a try celebration, yeah. for what he, you won't find a better um, reason to get around this. Boys, come on. And none of the... If a player has, has streaked away and he's scored a try on the post... Give him some space. Yeah. Don't jump on him. Let, he, let him do his thing. I see the bunnies are now practicing their celebrations oh, at training, that. which is see good. See the Little lawnmower. This is good. This yeah. is good behaviour. We need more. 46-0, and we raised 5K, I think. It's not good enough. But Sean, 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 you're being asked because it was the first game. They probably didn't even remember. It's one of those things. Players watch other games. Yes. No. And then they probably watched the Friday night games and saw celebrations and thought, oh, we'll do that too. So by the time we got to South, we got to a point where Adam Reynolds was celebrating before he was <laughs> frigging putting the ball there. I had a lot of people, including, uh, uh, well, my uncle again last night, text me, thank, remind, tell the boys that uh, their bloody try celebration cost me 150 50 bucks because he had Adam Reynolds in an anytime <laughs> try score. 
I, what, what can you do? What can you do? I mean, uh, we paid that out, by the way. Yeah, we did. We played the little surfer out. That's yeah, yeah. good. Post Excuse try me? celebration, post non try celebrations. We're cool with yeah, it. Close enough is good enough. Oh, yeah. you paid it as a celebration. You didn't yeah, pay yeah. it as a try. No, no. no, no thank no. God. Because, oh, that's murky uh, waters, isn't it? I, I, I had a big investment on, on Morgan Harper scoring oh, and, uh, yes. in the Saturday. In a 66-0 flogging and um, couldn't get over because oh. of a very bad forward pass. Call. Speaking but, hey, of no, speaking of no tries, way. what about the hammer and the little big the, the big toe that just scraped the scraped the the, yes. the touchline and the chip and chase? Yeah, ran from row 50 back in the field. Heartbreak of the week though, like it was very special. Tommy Turbo oh. scooting away looking for Ben. Ben scores a try and then Too something to be true, trivial way back on the 20 cost him a try like that. That was such a shame, wasn't it, Dan? Uh, well, uh, proof that referees have no heart. Just let it go. <laughs> yeah. But uh, were people bagging Tom for doing that? I mean, the game was 50 to nil, wasn't it? People weren't bagging. No. I, I think I heard somewhere that people said, oh, what are you doing? That's arrogant. Well, don't let them score 50 points. Yeah. Then, yeah. then uh, they, won't, they won't bugger eyes around with the ball. Jason but, Saab uh, was looking for yeah. him as well. Yeah, he for, was. That, for that last oh, try. Nah, he was kind of looking yeah, for yeah, <laughs> Oh, sorry, mate. I could have got it there. Yeah. I'll tell you the best two suggestions I've got out of all this COVID situation. Uh, Timmy Manor suggested for those Canterbury players, Dan, where um, those players would let their team down. What he should have done, given the fact there was no crowd, Timmy Manor said he would have had those players who breached the COVID bubble running up and down the stairwells the whole game. Right? <laughs> so so I, I love that suggestion. The other suggestion that I love came from Adam Peacock. Well, he said in the case of the Dragons, you know how they're staggering the uh, particular suspensions? He said have a press conference half an hour before it's Team Tuesday, Teamless Tuesday, where the opposing coach comes out and says, Picks the players. I want these two players being suspended (laughs) this week. Wouldn't that be great, Peter? (laughs) That is brilliant. Well, you know why he said that? Because he's a Manly fan, and Manly's the first team to play the Dragons. But I actually got to congratulate the NRL. I thought it was a very sensible uh, punishment uh, in that... um, who, uh, if they'd suspended all 12 for a week, uh, well, the Dragons probably couldn't have fielded a yeah. team. But why should Manly be the whole beneficiaries? Like whoever the first team it is that the Dragons play, why should they be the whole beneficiaries? And I like that it's spread out over four weeks. And you know what? That's probably going to hurt the Dragons more. If you, if you, if you had them um, uh, miss all one game, the next game, well, they'd get flogged by Manly and then they'd move on. This time, it's going to affect Absolutely. them for a month. Mm. And, and I think it's going to pretty – and with all the dramas, uh, I had them almost a certainty to make the top eight. I'm not so sure now. In fact, I don't think they will make it uh, because I think they've got a pretty tough run – coming in made all the tougher by the fact they're going to have, what, three players out uh, for each game for the next month. Well, before before the news broke, they were, they were slight odds against, I think, to make it, even though they, they're they sitting seventh and a, a game a game clear of the eight. They were $2.10, out of $2.50 to make the top eight now. I agree. They've, they've completely buggered up any hope they had. Okay, boys, you've heard it here first. This is going to be the drama in on Team List Tuesday in two weeks when they announce the suspended players. It'll be Zach Lomax. It'll be injured yeah, players at the moment. You watch this. Injured players. Hurt. Yes. Can you see that Injured happening? players. Of course. I mean, you'd be foolish not to do it. But, yeah. um, uh, but they would have been suspended. They would have been... If they were all suspended for the Manly game, Lomax wouldn't have played anyway. So we're getting around to the same point. But I, I, mm. it is a fair point. But what are you going to do? 
Yep, absolutely. Anyway, uh, this is Get Him On Side. Stay with us right here, as Dan would do. <laughs> a break and back with more. They're sending a message. Outside, and the field is set to run. Sorry, everyone. It's, it's, it's just... We're still alive in the quaddy. Sportsbet's new bet with mates. Start your group and share in the moment. New from Sportsbet. Uh, getting good feedback about those ads, uh, bet with mates too, by the way. And just on the bet with mates, you can actually start many groups and short-term groups. So yeah. we could have one for the footy on the weekend. We could have a separate one for Wimbledon. Mm. Uh, you can have many, many groups. So that is the way to do that. Bet with mates. Thanks to sports. I've, I've seen people asking on Twitter, "Can yes. I can I chop and change?" Yeah. Abs- that's what it, exactly what it's designed for. That's right. You can have one, create one every day with a new group of mates if you wanted to. Exactly. Forget right. about using the same one to start a new one. Uh, let's look ahead to this game. Seagulls take on the Raiders. My memories of this particular fixture, boys, goes back to 1987. It is the last game at the SCG. It is a grand final. Cliffy Lions gets the Clive Churchill uh, similar price here to Manly, a dollar twenty-five. The Raiders four dollars. Bailey Simonson, uh, he's been ruled out due to turf toe. No Jake, no Tommy, no Daly, but there's still a dollar twenty-five. Boys, how do you see this? Turf toe has made a made a big comeback. In the last probably yeah. three, three or four weeks, yeah. unheard of for a couple of years, and it now was. it's from yeah back from the dead. The Cinders, 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 Cinders Moses is under siege. Yeah, it is. It? <laughs> better watch us back, Cinders yeah. Moses. What is turf toe? I think when you knuckle over, isn't it? When you you knuckle over and um, I don't know. It was, a, it was big in American football when they used to play on um, the really uh, primitive synthetic astro yes. turf. Turf toe was very big there, but but, but now the turf is much better. Anyway, uh, Manly versus Canberra. Um, look at that Manly record. 172 points in the last three games. Now, that the I think the big indicator here that Manly should be fine is the fact they put on 50 without Turbo against North Queensland. Canberra's team looks impotent with Matt Frawley and Sam Williams a 6-7. and seven. Xavier Savage gets a go at uh, fullback and he won't be taken off for being an illegal player this time. Um <laughs> So Kieran Four and Dylan Walker are the six and seven for Manly, and Moses Suley comes back in to the side. It, it looks pretty good, the Manly team. Jake Dubovic not available anyway, um, injured but not there for New South Wales. Uh, Manly have won six of their last seven against Canberra. I saw for the first time I've defended Canberra this year, uh, but I thought they well not thought it was obvious they gave up, and I now suspect for the first time. The coach may have lost them. I don't know if he's lost them, but I think now it's a very fair question. And if that's the case, then I can't tip them against anyone at this present time. Dan, your stats, uh, that's a brilliant stat you show there. 17-4 in favour of Hasler versus Stewart. 17-4. This could well go down as my best ever punting if it comes off, Sean. At the start of the year, 25-1, to I backed Manly to get the spoon. Yep. After round five, I cashed out when they were five bucks. Ah, too sure. Yeah, that was good two, effort. Two weeks later, I backed them to win the comp. It, yeah. It's the biggest backflip wow. in my history good business. that I've ever done. Could be good business. Could be. Could be. Well, you're on a good price. What price later win the comp when you back business, Garrick. Jo- Very good business. Yes. Joel, <laughs> Joel uh, you didn't really let me get my Bambi off my chest, which is going to be Ben Simmons at Wimbledon. Son, son, at least pretend like you're working on your jump shot. But, um, but Joel, I'm starting to get a little tired of you bragging about your gambling wins <laughs> on social media. On social media? Uh, it's, been re- it's been relayed to me. Okay. It's been relayed to me. Before you're off social media. Be specific, please, Dan. 
There's something about... Um, it's been relayed to me, which, someone, which is code for I'm not really off social I'm media. over social media. Anyway, play on, Dan. No, someone relayed to me that you have <laughs> been bragging about some big win you'd had on the weekend. I don't know what it was, but this, this is repeated behaviour. What do you mean? <laughs> what was yeah, the win? Yeah, yeah, this is, what, this, uh, my legal team are about to get involved here. Um, show me get on the social text, media. Please. Can we have a look at the? Um, I tell you what, we I should do. I no, we, we should. We need to go in a, in a in a bet with mates group together, just yeah. so we can track his business, Dan. Yeah. So we've got proof. Yep. Okay. I want to. Um. I want to. Uh... You, you've got social media there, Sean. There was something there. Uh, you had a big winner. I don't know what the game was, but you're the one that said to me, "If you know, you know. You don't need to brag to everybody about your success stories." <laughs> okay. Well, so I'd love to that, see. That's it. my. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I'm sorry, I can't. Pre- I can't present the proof. So, yes. uh, uh, I, I have. In fact, I've deleted my app, so I cannot even get on an app on my social. But anyway, uh, where were we? So Canberra. I, I, I even though Manly giving up what 13 and a half, 14 mm. and a half, I'm going to take Manly, uh, and and I've got Canberra now. Do you like this as a potential bet? With Frawley and Williams, I just don't see them scoring many points. Mm. So to score less than six and a half, the Raiders are $5.90. Now, Manly aren't a defensive juggernaut, but I can see Canberra really having a problem scoring points. So that'll be my little sneaky bet. Canberra under 6.5, $5.90. My best bet involves that game. I'll share that at the end. I'm going to take Manly to cover as well. Shawnee, how are you seeing it? I'm leading the way of the Raiders. I I tend to agree with um, most of what you just said, that they do look very impotent in attack, but... Uh, so do Manly without the, the two huge outs. Um, and I know they put 50 on the board against the Cowboys, but Dylan Walker, named at seven, not sure if he'll start there, but I think he's, he's finally found his position, Dylan Walker, and he's been playing okay coming on as that mm. um, sort of roving 13 around the middle. Uh, he's certainly not a halfback. Um, so it, it's just, just big enough for me to lean the way of the Raiders. Now... Uh, is this what you're referring to, Dan? So, Bert Williams. at Bert Williams tweets, right. Best bets, well done by the boys, even if it's against my doggies. I kn- he ties us all in. I know there's no point sharing to Dan Ganane because he's off social media. And, and he speaks yeah. about the fact that uh, the points, etc. So, I've replied to said person, Bert Williams, and I said, uh, I think right. the quote... Uh, Sparty talked back. Our resident coal miner was quoted, in what world doesn't Turbo score? And he was absolutely right, our man. I may have added, in what world, with all those players out, wasn't $9.50 for the drag the dogs to score zero a great price? Is that what you're referring to? Hit a nerve here, Dan. Must be. You have must hit. Must be. You have That's hit. It. You have hit a nerve. Yeah, yeah that must be. So, do, hang on, were you claiming victory for that tour? Did you back Canterbury to score none at $9.50? Yes, yes I did, actually. And, well, that's a, that's, and I'll be yeah. doing it again this week. If you know, you know, Joel. You <laughs> just don't need to be... You don't need to be. That's not as brutal as it was relayed to me, but I'll, t- I'll accept that that was the tweet that has riled said person. No, that's all right. And... Um, and that's okay, but just you don't have to brag about your wins. <laughs> Bragging him. Anyway, okay, I'm happy to – that's what the punters are here for. They want winners. Uh, Rabbitohs take on the Cowboys, and you've got a host of stats for this game, Dan. Do I? Uh, okay, well, they'll pop up on screen. Uh, Souths are very good, and North Queensland are not very good. That's about my stat. It's a key, it's a key uh, stat. Cowboys, well, the Cowboys absolutely stink with their right-side defence. That's the stat I'm, I'm, I'm tipping you're referring to. We all know Souths are awesome on their left even though they are weakened this week. 
Um, Blake Taffy. Now, I'm told it's Taffy. I've got to check on that. Uh, not Taff. He's the fullback. And Braden Burns is the number three. So it's a different looking back line for South with no Latrell. Uh, and no uh, gag guy, but they do have Walker and they do have Reynolds and um, and they do have Alex Johnston. But uh, North Queensland can see 33 on their right, which might be close to the worst in the NRL if it's not the worst in the NRL. So uh, we say it every week. This is a week to get on. The left side, uh, any time, uh, same game, multi-try scorers. And South Sydney, you can see there, they absolutely crush bottom eight teams. 8 no. And average margin of 22. Cowboys similarly are poor against top eight and similar margin against them. So everything here leans to a big South Sydney win. The line, 16 and a half. I've got South. Okay. Well, I've got a... I'm working on this, Dan, because they've named Dejanazi at fullback. Drinkwater indeed yeah. in the halves. That's not going to happen. Drinkwater will play fullback. Dejanazi plays in the halves with Tommy mm. Dearden. If that's the case, Sean, pricing up Drinkwater to play 5'8 versus pricing him up to play fullback, does that make it a better bet? Sorry, say that, say that again. So I don't believe that Drinkwater will play in the halves. Mm. I don't believe Dejanazi will play fullback. Mm. I think Dejanazi, who's a six, will play in the halves with Tommy Dearden. Mm. Therefore, Scotty Drinkwater, in my belief, will play fullback. Yep. So Scotty Drinkwater playing fullback as a percentage chance, is he far greater chance to score than playing 5-8? Oh, not? He's not far. He'd be, in, he'd be in for more. Yes. The concern here is how many, how many tries the Cowboys are in for themselves as yeah. a whole. I don't think it makes a huge difference to his price. Right. Marginally better bet if you wanted to try and find that angle. Um, I, this, this line's way too skinny for me. I agree. And I, just as we're recording, there, there was whispers around that this game is actually going to be moved. Where where was it um, slated for? Was Newcastle. It, so it's, it's it's confirmed going to Newcastle now. I don't know. No, our producer Cam was telling us. I'm not sure if that's where it will end well, it's, up. It's but, disappeared. Um, it's disappeared off the app. So we said this last week. Like, well, yeah. why aren't all four of these games being moved? Yeah. But it hasn't happened, uh, and maybe this is happening. So it looks like it's being moved. It doesn't make one skerrick of difference to me where this game is played. This could be played on the moon, and I'd still be getting around. South yeah. and go go looking for alternates as well. They're, they're, they're still I know they're missing a, a whole host of players due to Origin, and that's why it's there's an anchor on this line. Don't just don't worry about it. Yeah, we haven't spoken about the Mitchell Moses selection yet, Dan, but you get the sense mm. here. I mean, for me, I, I would have went bunny, 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 rooster mm. at the back. It hasn't happened, but they're looking to the future, and he is loyal. You can't question that, Brad Fittler. Um, how do you? I got a feeling Freddie made a. Uh, I got a feeling Freddie made a captain's call. I think people around him might have been suggesting Walker and Reynolds might have been a better combo, but he has decided to put his uh, nuts on the line, if you like, and and back his man Mitch Moses because there were noises coming out on Sunday that it was going to be the South duo. Uh, uh, can I? I've got a stat here that it's going to blow you away. Um, but I think it's a bit cruel. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to flag this with you here live on the show. Now, overnight, um, the young lady from England, Edda, Emma Radakanu, uh, is being blasted because the pressure got to her at Wimbledon. All right? Young lady, 18, what are we doing to this young girl? Right? John McEnroe said, well, obviously the moment got to her and now he's being pilloried. How dare you mental strength? I've got a stat about Tom Dearden that's really cruel. Yep. Uh, should I? He's 20. Should I share it with you? Yep. <laughs> you blokes are bastards. <laughs> oh, we're bastards. As a starting halfback, he's on an 18 game losing streak. Wow. Has not won a game as a starting halfback for two seasons. 
Wow. And that game, they won eight points to two over the Warriors, which is hardly because of, and I'm being cruel, but uh, that was a defensive uh, uh, performance that day. So eight, it's been two years since Tom Dearden's been involved in a win where he's been a starting player. He played for six minutes in their win over Canterbury, Brisbane's win over Canterbury. Came on for the last six minutes. The game was dead. That, I think that's his only win this year. So, yeah, that's my cruel okay. stat on poor Tom Dearden. I can't believe you did that, Dan. Honestly, I, I wouldn't have done I that. Wouldn't have done that. I, well, I, did, I, I stayed silent, yeah. which was a no from me. Mm. I didn't want to hear it. Mm. I think it's... Horrendous. But You're can I just say three oh five, aren't you, John? Can I? Just, <laughs> no, 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 no. I will not. Uh, can I just say this, uh, Dan? Why would you sign Chad Townsend and Tommy Dearden oh, when, when, when you can when know. you can pick up Adam Reynolds for about the same price? Honestly, what what do you think about that? Honestly, oh, I, I, I can't explain it. I can't explain a lot of things. A lot of signings make no sense. It it's the super coach mentality. But it makes no sense in the real world. Mm. Um, the, I, the, I know they're doubting their Chad Townsend selection. 2.4 for three years. Do you I reckon mean, that's why Tommy Dearden came in as insurance as well? And you know what, to be honest with no, you... No, I think you've got to back, you back the guy. I don't know. I don't understand how you can sign Drinkwater. I, th- I can understand Drinkwater, but then... Did and then Townsend, it makes absolutely zero sense. So I don't know what they're doing up there. I think they just saw Did and they could get on the cheap, and uh, Townsend they needed to kill at that particular time, and they were obsessed with his try assist average. Um, but it's it's not enough has been made this of is, that th- signing. Th- th- no, this I- is why clubs. This is why clubs. Sorry, Sean. This is why clubs find themselves in holes that go for 10, 15 yeah. years. Because they, they put themselves in a hole and then they try and dig their way out with stupid moves like that. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's why the West Tigers haven't fired a shot in 10 years. That's why the Warriors haven't done all that much, um, God bless them, the last couple of years. But they haven't done much in 10 years. Um, North Queensland have not been competitive for four years. It, it, it's like they compound their stupid decisions with more stupid decisions to try and cancel out the first stupid decision. <clears throat> yeah, well, yeah, you said it a lot better than than I would have. But I, I was just going to say that, that this hasn't been um, questioned enough. How bad the, that signing is. Mm. Like, if you're a, if you're a, a, let's look at it and not as a sport, as a business, and people call it a business. If you were to make such a bad error in the business world, yep. you'd be out the door. Yep. Like, it, I'm not sure. It's the equivalent of just buying an absolute basket case of a company or something as an investment, or I don't know what it is, but. It has the potential to set them back a long, long, to- a long, long way. Well, this is the thing, right? I've just come off fresh watching a doco. Have you boys seen Sunderland Till I Die? Yes. Have you seen it, Dan? No, but people keep telling me about it. I'll have to check it out. So I watched it with my boys and I explained to them and the promotion relegation and the intrigue behind that. I caught up with Simon Hill, who, you know, the voice of soccer, and I said, what do you think about promotion relegation in this country? And he was 100% in it. And the main reason being that... There's accountability at the bottom end. As mm-hmm. the competition stands right now, we just we re- there's so many plotters, and I'm not just talking about players. You know, in the office bases, uh, recruitment managers, plotters in clubs who just keep getting jobs. I I brought this to Simon Hill, and I said, Simon, 
why can't we have, I know we want to expand the game, but why can't we have a top tier of 12 teams and maybe give teams three years to say, right, in three years, we're relegating two teams, right? And we're going to score you all over three years. The worst two performers over three years are getting relegated in a competition that has 12, uh, 12 teams below. You're going to come up or whatever the case may be. But why can't we do promotion relegation? Like, Why can't we have the North Sydney Bears, Ipswich Jets, why do we need to choose a Queensland team now? Why don't we throw them into a competition and the best performing team over three years or, or two or three teams, whatever the case may be, then they get promoted. Why can't we do something like that? From the broadcaster's point of view, you've actually got more content. You've not just got eight games a week. You've now got 12 or 14 games a week, depending on how many teams you get. Why can't we do that, Dan? Yeah. Well, half of those games are reserve grades, so I don't think they'd find much value in that. The problem is if you, if you started... Um, uh, degrading teams, relegating teams, they'd go broke because they've made financial commitments over a period of time. Now, all of a sudden, uh, they're in second grade where their crowds are going to be 1,000, their TV rights are going to go down, uh, and there's just there's not enough uh, quality out there for uh, and, and enough financially viable clubs to have a sec to have second tier teams ready to go. You can't say that the Burley Bears playing out of Pizzy Park. They're ready for a step up to the NRL. No, now, but there's other part, there's points. other parts to it where you've got to meet the ground commitments and all those sorts of things. Yeah, I know, but how? Okay, so your second tier comp, you're going to have what three or four teams really vying for the top spot. I mean, it would it would need such a, a root and branch to use Ryan HD's term, uh, destruction of the game. You, you have to just you'd have to basically have 40 teams because you'd have to have a New mm. South Wales and a Queensland. Oh, it, the game can't afford it. The game, the, the game's battling to keep, you know, 16 clubs afloat as it is. But, I, but Dan, it's, it's not an idea without merit, Joel. Yeah, but all of a sudden your salary cap remains the same for 12 teams and there's a, a salary cap that's, you know, maybe... 40% of that for the second tier teams or maybe less, I don't know, whatever the case may be. And, yeah, then, okay, and when, team, when teams... Okay, I'll, I'll answer what you're going to ask, I think. When a team gets relegated, all contracts null and void. So, for example, if the Bulldogs got relegated tomorrow, you can't tell me Josh Jackson's not wanted by somebody in one of the senior clubs. And, and then all of a sudden, this depth, we have got the very best players. We're not carrying 100, 150-week players playing in our top flight. We have got a far better competition to watch aesthetically, and you've got the best players who find themselves back in the club because when a team gets relegated, a, they're not going to want to pay a Josh Jackson playing second division anyway. Is, is that answer well, who's the question? Gonna sign, who's going to sign? Yeah, I get you, but who's going to sign for one of those clubs? Who's going to sign for West Tigers now when there's every chance they're going to get relegated next year and that contract is null and void? That, it's a, that, it's a moot, it's the, a moot uh, argument. I like it. it. It can't. And the, the UK comparison, you, you can't make the comparison. Like that, that's... It's baked into the 150 years of mm. tradition and a bigger population, more money, everything. There's a, uh, it just doesn't work for us. You don't think I've so you think 18 caught... teams in, in the one top flight competition? Oh, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that's great either. Yeah. I don't think a promo re- relegation system answers it either. Yeah. Yep. We are caught between America and, mm. and, and the European system. Exactly. Because we don't have promotion and relegation. But the American system is your teams are locked in, but then mm. they have a draft as well. And uh, and the draft is the great and the the draft and the salary cap are the great levelers. Well, we only have a salary cap, and as it's been proven, it's not a leveler enough. Uh, so you sort of got to go one way or the other. If you're going to go, we're, we're committing to these sixteen teams. 
then we probably should have a draft as well. How mm. you'd beat that in court, I don't know, because Terry Hill killed it off 30 years ago. <laughs> um, oh, he did. He beat it in court because he didn't want to travel from Campbelltown to uh, uh, Bondi, didn't he? Wasn't that the, the trick? But anyway, uh, we are sort of caught in yes, the middle and, and – and, and and Joel wants to throw to a break, so I'm going to do that. No, 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 I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> just before we move on from that, Simon Hill also said, which I totally agree, which is, in my mind, moronic. And he came up with this. He said, the draft in the AFL, he said, so you run a business very, very poorly, and guess what? You get rewarded with the best up-and-comer in the comp. And you know what? That makes bloody sense. Like, why should a team who's been so bad get rewarded with the best available kid in the competition. I'm totally on board with that. Before we move off this game, you spoke about that right edge for the Cowboys. There's an Alex Johnson. Plenty of markets here we'll put up here just to show you this, Dan, to support where you're going. Take your pick. Take your absolute pick. And for those on him for top uh, try scorer, may he get that bottom one to score three or more mm. tries. Uh, we quickly move well, on, boys. Well, hang on. There should be a market. There should be a market. Sorry, we're working on a delay here today. I don't know why because I've got the good internet up. There should be a zero try scorer market for Alex Johnson. If you're going to have any time at a dollar thirty-three, I want you to <laughs> offer me two dollars seventy or whatever it is for no tries because no, nah, that'll be an integrity issue, won't it? Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. You can have you can have it with me, Dan. Yeah. You can no, have it. No, no, I think you'll score, but okay. I'd like the option. <laughs> Speaking about not scoring, Cam saying, "Come on, boys, let's get amongst it." Uh, my bet will be here: exact total points. Duck egg for Canterbury. Ten bucks last week. The one you got me for, pinch me for, for the uh, the Twitter uh, note there, Dan. Uh, Bulldogs take on the Roosters. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> uh, this is not big enough, is it, the no, line? No, it's not. And it was 19.5 uh, a couple of days ago. It's out at 21.5. It's still not big enough. It should be at least mid-20s, I think. And I think by kickoff, it will get there. Victor back. Victor back. Um, obviously, they're missing a couple. But we've, we've seen the Roosters all year. They can't compete with the top echelon. Yeah. But my God, when they beat when they meet the bottom, what's the reverse of an echelon? When they uh, when they meet the when they meet the garbage. No offense to the Bulldogs, but they put up a big score. And this one, try July, get around it, boys. Yeah. Uh, Dan, four times this year already, they have been held scoreless. Canterbury. This is a game that very much uh, welcomes that. So, how do you see this? Um, I'm not as confident. I, I do think the Roosters, in fact, I got on on Sunday night because they were 19 and a half because I thought I, I can imagine the team the Roosters are going to present. I, I tell you what I think would be a better lineup for the Roosters, and I, I know Trent Robinson uses, enjoys my counsel. Uh, I'd rather <laughs> Joey Manu at – I know. I, I'd rather – wouldn't you rather Joey Manu at six? Yes, and, I would. Um, and uh, or, ja- or, or or somehow get Suwali in there. The Hutchison Walker combination worries me just a little. That's two mm. defensive liabilities. Uh, now I know they're playing Canterbury, and um, uh, what gives me confidence in my bet is that uh, Marshall King is out for a couple of weeks, and I think he makes such a difference to Canterbury um, that they have they have very little when he's there, and they have pretty much nothing when he's not there. So. I'm going Roosters as well, but I'm not as um, – well, to use a word I've used about six times, I'm not as strident as okay. I have been, uh, <laughs> as you guys are. Dan, I'm, I'm on the same page as you. Read the uh, Manu moving to six. I love Sam Walker, but he is 18, and I don't believe they can go far in the premiership with him at his age. I'd be going uh, this particular week. I'd be going Hutchison seven, Manu six, and uh, Sawali fullback. Or this or, is the perfect week for him, though. This to is, play six to trial it. Yeah, oh, for Sam, for Sam Walker. 
Do you, do you think because he, he, he got bashed? Well, he has been bashed from pillar to post whenever he's met these good teams, and he might he might be in for a longish night against some of the the big boys and Bulldogs as well. Because that's about all they can do. Fast forward to um, a prelim. Do you no? Do you want Sam Walker in your halves, or you want Joey Manu? Um, I don't think Walker's. Uh, I don't think Walker's the issue. It's probably the other one. Drew. Yeah, me. I'm. I'm, so. I'm very fine with Walker. I'm yeah. happy to let him. So, of course, he's not going to win the uh, comp this year, but can you imagine the experience of this year, how good that's going to be for this young man? He is learning that he's going to get bashed up every week mm. and he's probably going to have to bulk up a bit in the off-season, but he has proven he is tough enough to endure. I think it's a fabulous year for him. But, yeah, it, it's the Hutchison-Walker combo that worries me. Mm. That's why I'd put Manu in there at, at, at six. God bless Drew Hutchison. But um, I'd, I'd somehow find a way to get Suwali in there. Suwali so yeah. so will play. There's he can't be named in the. And this is the game to play him, isn't it? Yeah, he'll 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 be in there. There's some rule around he can't be named in the 17 or something. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. That's why he's got the 21 all the time. Yeah. Sharks take on the Warriors uh, before we go to the break here. Sharks take on the Warriors. Of course, Sean Johnson, a point to prove as he goes there next year. Chad Townsend, this was going to be the story for him to take on the old firm. It's not going to be the case, of course. Uh, Chad is out of this one. The halves will be. Yeah. Reese Walsh back into the side, by the way. Um, for me, boys, flip of the coin. Absolute flip of the coin match. That being the case, they started getting eight points uh, start at the start yeah. of the week, which I snapped up five and a half now. Uh, I'm going the Warriors. How do you boys see it? I couldn't. I couldn't believe what this opened up at the start of the week, um, and it's only been helped by uh, Reese Walsh's return. The the Sharkies. I was pretty keen on them last week against Broncos. They were that was really really disappointing mm. what they what they dished up, particularly from Sean Johnson. He's trying to play for a new contract, and he, it's you know he's probably. A, likely to come out and have a blinder here but I, I still think at the five and a half and the 250 I think they are head to head I think that's still great value how are you playing it Dan um, I uh, similar thoughts um, because of my lack of faith in the Warriors I didn't bet on them but I wanted to when I saw those odds it was a dollar thirty-seven three ten on Sunday and I thought oh that's ridiculous for the Warriors Cronulla shouldn't be a dollar thirty-seven against anyone at the moment um <sighs> Uh, they'll probably due for that. The Sharks had one four in a row. They're not that good. They're not that bad either. They were two and eight, and they were losing a lot of close ones. So that was probably unfair to them. But I thought four wins in a row was unfair to them as well. They're somewhere in between. I'm going to take the Warriors as well with the start. Uh, again, not quite as confident as you guys with Nick Arima and O'Sullivan as the halves. But I suppose with Rich Walsh, there's your extra five eight. Um, New Zealand Warriors, 10 of their 15 games, I think it is, have been decided by six or less. Mm. So that makes the five and a half very attractive. And if they could actually finish off games, they'd be a real contender for the finals. But uh, they can't finish off games. Um, so maybe Cronulla in a very, very tight affair. Last three games for the Warriors, lost 19-18, um, Lost 10-6. Melbourne touched them up. But then the game before that, lost 29-28 to Cowboys. So these sh- um, these are killing them, these uh, these very close results. Just on the close results, uh, Jarv, our man Jarv, our resident scorer, he tipped seven from eight at the line last week and he took the try bet, which we may have suggested here on the show given the stat you had, Dan. Last week it was nine of their matches decided by uh, six points or less. So, look, he had a great week, Jav, and uh, he has to be credited for that. But he gets to listen to the show first and foremost. So, Dan, as we go to the break, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Uh, I had six of two, but I don't know. We can't get back to the present to fix the past. It's 
Don't miss Sportsbet's new Bet With Mates. Start your group, bet together and share in the moment. Bet With Mates, new from Sportsbet. Uh, Shawnee, I might get you to get us our updated uh, prices and the line as far as State of Origin is concerned because uh, naturally we now know it's going to be played in Newcastle. 75% crowd is what we're being told here, thanks to Gladys. The Blues are $1.18, the Maroons $5. Now, I personally think the Maroons are an outstanding bet at the start. What's the start now? It's 14 and a half, and I tend to agree, Joel Kane. I, I said I would have picked... Um, Mitchell Moses at seven last week, but yes. that was under the proviso, not the proviso, under the impression that Jerome Luai was going to be yes, the six as well. That, that I think that changed it completely. Mm. I, I would have been um, with you and had the South combination um, and leave Jacket at 14. I know he's won a uh, Clive and a Dallium at six, but he's, he's not in anywhere near the form yeah. that he was um, the last couple of years. Um, and that combo really really worries me and it's a far better Queensland team that they've uh, put up here as well. Dan, first time they've trotted out a legitimate fullback who's a star. Caelan Pong, we saw his return last yeah. week. You throw Brimson in, all of a sudden there's a few more points. Amiso, Tabuai, Fado. And the thing that really points me towards the plus 14 and a half, you go back to the last game when they were at full strength, the Blues, and the Queenslanders were nowhere near full strength. I do prefer Hunover McCulloch, by the way, at dummy half as well. 26 points to nil, emphatic victory, no one's denying that. However, one was off a one-on-one strip, one was off an intercept. So I can easily get Queensland within 14 points. Uh, how do you see it? Gee, it's amazing how we, we're, we're all guilty of this, how we all find ways to justify... Yes. Uh, a, it's 76 to 6. Yeah. It's 76 to 6. <laughs> New South Wales took their foot off the pedal in the second half because the game was over. Uh, I, I also am a little sceptical of the, of the minus 14 and a half because of the White and Moses factor. I am so in love at the moment with t- Turbo and I see some very good odds. Now, I know the markets, because we didn't know the venue, a bit slow to get up there. But first try scorer, man of the match. Uh, all the, all the markets involving Turbo, I will be involved with because he's going to be on Hamaso, yeah. Tabuai Fido because uh, Mitchell and Gagai have been against each other. Let's assume that continues and Gagai will stay on that side of the field. Uh, the players on Whiten's left, i.e. Luttrell, might not get as much ball as they would under Jerome Luai. But Moses is a right-side player. You know he's going to feed Turbo. I, I just, I, I'm very confident about Turbo having a blinder. Man of the match is about six bucks, give or take. Um, we'll talk about that in more detail in a moment. But um, I don't think Queensland are happy. Well, I know Queensland are not happy. I don't think they're playing for their coach. I can see this getting away. I will take New South Wales. Again, like you, not as confident as other games, but I'll take New South Wales at the at the minus. Okay. Uh, just on Tommy Turbo, by the way, these numbers are just crazy numbers. This is purely at NRL, and we've seen what he's done at the Origin. Nine games he's played, 14 tries, 16 tries. So in nine games... He has been involved in 30 tries. <laughs> oh, seriously, we, we've know, never crazy. seen the like of that, have we? <clears throat> no, it's crazy. It's the best, it is the best um, form streak I've ever seen, and that includes Jared Hayne in 09. Uh, Benji had a run in not 05, in, uh, might have been also 09 10, where he was sort of red hot. Tal Malolo and Michael Morgan in 17. Um, 
Jared Hayne had a similar run in forward. I've never seen a stroke like this. I've never seen a stroke like this. So I think you've got to ride it while it's hot here. And how the hell is the hammer going to stop Turbo? Yeah, it's a baptism of fire, isn't it? And it's not like they've got the luxury of just, you know, swapping sides because then he has to face Latrell. So they're a bit dead if you do, dead if you don't. I'd love to see him, and he should be playing on a wing at club level as well with his with his outside speed. Hopefully, we get to see him in open open play like we did um, last week because he's got he's got some real gas. So Tommy Turbo, six dollars fifty, man of the match for you, Dan. I'm I'm going back to the well uh, on this premise. I don't yeah. think that Tommy. So the three in the race for the Wally Lewis Medal, it is so clear cut. It is yeah. Latrell Mitchell, Tommy Turbo, yeah. and James Tedesco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't think Tommy Turbo, because of the halves pairing, and Latrell, and they are centers. It's hard to win it from centers, man of the match. You just know to win and officially lift up that shield. James Tedesco, who, after playing Origin, knocked out another 22 or 24 runs, he's going to run 25 times or more, and at $6, $6 or thereabouts, I just want to be on him again for man of the match. You're going again, Teddy. Absolutely. Yeah, it's hard to argue. I think there's two strategies you can take here. The first one is the, well, you've gone plain Tedesco. I think you can make an argument. It will it, Tedesco and Travojevic are so far ahead of the field Back them both, yep. and effectively you're getting three dollars because yep. you're backing both. Six becomes three, and I'd be very happy with my bet. Or go the other way and go. You know what? I just want to have a little bet here. Cam Murray is someone who has been in in excellent touch in this series. He'd be look. It's twenty nine dollars, I think, and you you know you wouldn't wouldn't put the house on it. But he is in the minds of selectors because he's had a very good series, and I do think that does play a role when you get to a game three. Yes, uh, if he has an, another similar excellent game, and 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 my thinking is because of the new halves, the backlines might the backline might be as electric. Therefore, Cam Murray might show up a little bit more. So twenty nine bucks. If Angus Crichton was starting, I'd be on him. Because I think when he's in good form, it stands out. But he's on the bench, and bench players don't win it. So um, they're my three. I would say this. If Latrell wins man of the match, he'll be the Wally Lewis medal winner. Mm. Whoever gets man of the match second will get best, it. He was second best in the first game, and he was second best in the second game. So I think if Latrell is man of the match, yeah. And, in fact, if Latrell, yeah, if he's second, he, he might win it. That, that's a great bet, that Wally Lewis, because it really is a three-way go for the line. Well, Danny, in my head... Uh, they're all equal. One's got a first and a third, or two of them have got a first and a third, and the other one's got two twos. So mm. whoever gets yeah. me into the match wins the Wally Lewis medal. Uh, I love your bet, though, on Cam Murray. I've got it on good authority, by the way, that he's been that one player who's come through all the system, and I believe that he's the next New South Wales captain. Yeah, I could probably I could probably see that. Yep, he's got the right qualities. The the, the game three dead rubber it tends me to I tend to lean away from the the top of the market if it's if the whips are really cracking like yeah. like a game one needs to be won. It's your, it's your teddies and your clearies maybe, but don't be afraid to to, to think a bit outside the the box here. Not Camari's great. He's twenty five to one at the moment, Dan. Still think that's a, a great bet. But if it is if it is open like. Uh, I mean, it's been a lot of points. Well, not the not the second game, but that was one-way traffic. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this one. Um, so someone like the Fox at 33s or, or something. I, I think you can. I think you can. You can get. You can use a little bit of flair in this one. It's Tot, not. Tot was your man, not the Fox. Maybe Tot has got your stats. Maybe yeah, but the fo- the Fox has got a, a hat trick and yeah. a few other things in him. Okay. Well, gonna- uh, I, I actually have this written down. A, a hat trick. You won't be able to see it on the camera. A Josh Adokar hat trick. Is around nine to ten bucks. So, 
That that to me is um, is you're looking at man of the match at thirty three to one. I could see Josh Adokar on the Tom Trevojevic side. I could see him getting a hat trick. It wouldn't mm. you know be absolutely ridiculous. So um, we're on the same page there. I'm going to go uh, a three-way play, Tyle Murray and Tedesco. Uh, Rightio, boys, here's the big win, little win markets as far as State of Origin is concerned, Shawnee. Uh, New South Wales, 1-12, 340. 13 plus $1.72. How do we get 13 plus $1.72 but the line's set at 14? Makes sense, doesn't it? Does it? Mm-hmm. 14 and a half. Is, it's what, minus 14 and a half. What's wrong with you, Joel? That's minus 12 and a half. Okay. All right. So what, what, uh, what do you like here? <laughs> Uh, well, I don't think I could step into the Blues at the short price in a, in a dead rubber game, looking at the halves especially. Um, I think being in, in Newcastle is a small positive for Queensland. Mm. Doesn't lend an advantage to New South Wales in any shape or form, I don't think. Um, or no more so than it would be down in Sydney. Um <sighs> It's hard to see Queensland scoring a lot of points, but if I had to have a throw at the stumps, I'd, I'd go 13 plus. Uh, Queensland. Queensland. Wow. Okay, yeah. $14 there. Uh, how are you playing that, Dan? I'm not touching this one. I, uh, I, if I, I think it presents good value if you really think it's going to be close. Blues 1 to 12. Uh, now, the game's in Newcastle, we think, as we speak, and 75% capacity. So it will be a factor. It will be a raucous crowd, so it won't be a dead atmosphere. Um, but I just don't think the Blues will win one to twelve. I think they might just eke it out in the uh, in the second half and, and blow it away and have some real celebrations. I hope your Mozzie Masoi thing continues during oh, Origin. Yes. I know it's an NRL because I I do think I'm not saying hand grenades, but I can see. Ooh. I can see some big. Well, they've deserved. They deserve to enjoy themselves, express themselves. It's been a hell of a run. Mm. So I'm going to go with um, um, uh, New South Wales uh, uh, 13 plus, but that's too short for me. But um, uh, gamble responsibly. <laughs> Righto, Dan. While you're there, guess the line. So if you had to factor in, we know it's at Newcastle now. What's the total match points line set at? What are you guessing? <laughs> Can you say I'm that? going to say 45 and a half, Sean <laughs> and Joel. Uh, uh, that's. Uh, I'm also going to say that's too low for a game three where yeah. you don't um, don't have to defend um, for your life, and the weather is going to be 18 degrees. I'm looking at here and and pleasant. So look, um, or 18 during the day. So dew might be a factor in Newcastle, New South Wales venue, but I still think that's. Probably it's, not high enough. It's hard to make an argument. I think game two went off 46.5, did it, Dan? And I, I know it went under, but that was like we're talking a live mm. origin. Um, mm. It's hard to, to mount a case for or a strong case to get around the unders here. Lakey dokey. All right, there you go. That's origin for 2021, origin three. Good luck to the punters out there. Come on, Teddy. Uh, lift that shield on the back of a man of the match, but don't win by too much. I want Queensland with the start. Uh, there you go. Uh, that wraps up origin. A break and back with all the best bets. I hope for the sake of your people, you come and surrender. No! We seek merely postponement. <laughs> your forces are weak, and you expect me to wait? Fair point, mate. It's just, we're still alive in the quaddy over here. <laughs> you had that thing in the second leg? Yeah, you just threw it in last minute. 
Fair play, say Sean of Black Book. <laughs> Get on board. Sports Bet's new Bet With Mates. Start your group, bet together, and share in the moment. Bet With Mates, new from Sports Bet. Uh, yes, Jar's been keeping an eye on our best bets and we are still sailing very, very nicely. We didn't get the cash on the weekend, though, so it's mm. time to respond. Now, you're the WWE or WWF or whatever they bloody call it these days, uh, Dan, the wrestling aficionado. Rowdy. Who yes. was Rowdy? Rowdy... Rowdy Roddy Piper. Okay, who was uh, Randy? Well, there's ro- ra- Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Right. Uh, nah. She took the Rowdy, Rowdy Roddy Piper name and, right. and was tight with the family. But uh, what's where's this Was going? there a Randy? Randy Savage, the macho man. That's right. That's my best bet here, the macho man. Uh, Xavier, <laughs> Xavier Savage coming into the team. And, boys, I have it on oh, very... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got it on very, very good authority, gentlemen. This bloke, Xavier Savage, is the fastest man, not only in Canberra Raiders, in the ACT for now. Right. In the ACT. He's the fastest man. He's playing a weak and manly side. $3.60 or thereabouts for your best bet. Uh Aha. Do as you please. Uh, I'll be all over. Well, I am all over him. Uh, Xavier Savage. Uh, How are you playing it, Dan? Uh, I forget what I had. Oh, I know what I had. I know what I had. Canberra versus Warriors, either team by 10 or less. Now, you've got to go into the try bet. Yes. Now, you can take eight and a half, which I actually like, but it was only $2.20, I think. So I thought, bugger it, I'll just I'll give, I'll give myself two points extra insurance. Even money, I'll take that. Uh, I just don't trust Cronulla to win by a margin, and I certainly don't trust the Warriors to win by a margin. So i uh, got to wait till Sunday for this bet, but um, I'm pretty comfortable with that one. I like that too, mm. Uh Sean? Well, I'm very comfortable uh, in getting against the Canterbury Bulldogs again this week. This is a team that, that lost 66 to zip. I know they had a few of their first choice uh, players missing. They get a couple back. It doesn't matter. We've seen the Roosters beat up on the lower teams all year. Yeah. Can't compete against the top. Can very much lap the bottom. Yes. And this is exactly what's going to happen here. It's minus 21 and a half at the moment. It it does – there's no – in what world, Shug, yes. does it actually jump minus 21 and a half? It That's doesn't. Right. So snap it up now. Get the margins in. Pick your own line. I've gone with minus 30 and a half. But don't be afraid to go bigger. And there's even a market where we've got 51 plus as well. At, uh, at a nice little price as well. You might even get double figure odds for yourself there. Just I've got, get on. I've got a shorty just on shorties as well. A shorty for your multis. A dollar seventy six Canterbury to score uh, Canterbury Bulldogs total points under twelve and a half. A dollar seventy six. I really like that. So they've got to score oh, yeah. th- three That's, tries to beat you. Yeah, mm. three tries to beat you. However, if you want to get greedy, ten bucks total exact points Bulldogs. Duck egg. So I like both of those. Uh, maybe you back the duck egg, save on the minus 12 and a half. Anyway, gentlemen, uh, that wraps us up. Hopefully, you get that letter one day, Dan, to allow you to come in here as an essential worker. <laughs> uh, we are counting the sleeps, Dan. We're looking forward to that. It's a big week coming up. So next week, we're going to have oh, our oh, show Dan, on Dan, Thursday. Dan. Thursday. Thursday. Yes. Thursday. That's it. Yeah, yes. so we'll, we'll, we'll mop up Origin. Uh, there's no Thursday night game. So next week, we will have our show on Thursday. By the way, if you're listening via the podcast, subscribe. So it comes automatically into your feed. But other than that, uh, everyone have a great week. It's a, a very easy week, only the four games. So for those rugby league purists, I know you were looking forward to that yourself, Sean. Have yeah, you a lighter I, week? I said I was looking forward to it, but I just, I just know by midday or mid-afternoon Saturday I'll be missing it mm. anyway whiskey sour whiskey sour o'clock. there you go anyway enjoy your week uh, thank you to Alex uh, Cam Pete uh, Suze uh, everyone involved here at Get Em On Side and we're back on next week from Thursday we'll catch you then and in the meantime Sean gamble responsibly